1: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. <laughs> President Trump says the Atlantic Magazine article about his military views is, quote, totally fake. We get more from White House correspondent Greg Clugston.
2: The president strongly disputes the Atlantic's claim that he disparaged American war dead during a visit to France two years ago.
0: There is nobody that feels more strongly about our soldiers.
2: And he says the magazine story follows a pattern of wrongful accusations against him.
0: Just like so many other things, it's a hoax.
2: The article claims Mr. Trump referred to U.S. soldiers who died in conflict as losers, a claim the White House vehemently denies. Greg Clugston, Washington.
1: Louisiana officials have reported two additional deaths tied to Hurricane Laura bringing the storm's total death toll to 25 across the state. Details on these and other stories at srnnews.com. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt brought you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Senator Tom Cotton addresses the violence plaguing our city. An overwhelming show of force in the beginning is how to avert the use of force by anyone. Join us for our program, sign up for our podcast at
0: townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11, here on AM 1280, The Patriot. AM
3: 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock here on this Sunday afternoon, which means one thing, it's your closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Brad Carlson. Coming up next, One Nation Under God is a movie that explores our First Amendment rights and the courage needed to stand up for our convictions. Watch it tonight at SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20%. Here's your forecast from the Homestead Road Weather Center, partly sunny and high of 83 tonight, mostly cloudy and a low of 52.
0: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
4: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network And go launch sequence Engineering Go flight Master control Go flight Studio engineer Go flight We are go for launch in T-3 2 1 We
0: have liftoff The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. I be
2: I AM 1280 The Patriot. I it is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls to 651 289 4488 If you would like to send us a message via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, appreciate uh, Terminator in. Uh, this is double duty this weekend, isn't it? Uh, Terminator in uh,
3: a little schedule shift. So I'm just with you today.
2: Oh, you weren't you weren't in yesterday?
3: No, we had Eric yesterday.
2: Gotcha. Three. Okay. Well, all right. So uh, at least you're uh, at least you're pulling your weight there, Nick John. So we appreciate appreciate you pinch hitting for our regular uh, board op. Anyways, so uh, a beautiful fall day, by the way. Uh, I I noticed we're in the midst of this uh, Minnesota weather. Where I think today we're going to have a high of about uh, what 84 degrees. And tomorrow, it's going to be down like a low 60s, maybe upper 50s. So fall is in full swing, but I love it. Wouldn't have it any other way. And that also means football season. And uh, some, of the, some things that non-football fans, my wife especially, don't like to hear is this is the final Sunday without football, NFL football, until early February. And I should put a caveat on that. <coughs> we hope because with this COVID-19 pandemic, I guess all bets are off, but... If all things go according to plan, this is the final Sunday without NFL football until, like I said, early February, so enjoy it while you can. We're going to be talking football in the 2 o'clock hour, by the way, with our annual NFC North preview, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But I do want to get to some uh, local and national news in this first hour, and perhaps the most unsurprising development, at least unsurprising to me, Uh, is a Minnesota judge dismissing the challenge to Governor Tim Walz's pandemic orders. Now, this, obviously, since the uh, coronavirus uh, hit here in Minnesota in mid-March, the governor citing uh, statute, Minnesota statute uh, 12.31, where he can declare a peacetime emergency and thus uh, dole out executive orders in accordance with that peacetime emergency. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But if this is a statute in place, I don't, Understand, you know. And again, I'm no legal beagle, so perhaps there was some legal finagling that uh, Eric Cardall, who was the lead attorney on this, uh, knew about that they could possibly uh, uh, find a loophole, so to speak, in, in these emergency uh, orders. But didn't happen. No surprise. This is from Jesse Van Burkle of the Star Tribune. The Ramsey County Judge on Tuesday dismissed a legal challenge to Governor Tim Walz's executive orders during during the coronavirus pandemic. The lawsuit, brought by a group of business and 13 Republican legislators, contended the Democratic governor is abusing his power and interfering with the legislative process. Dubbed the Free Minnesota Small Business Coalition, the group asked a judge to block walls from issuing or enforcing emergency executive orders that he has used to limit businesses' operations, close schools, and require masks in indoor public places. District Court uh, Judge Thomas Gilligan upheld the constitutionality of the governor's actions, uh, saying the governor has acted pursuant to the authority delegated to him by the legislature, he wrote. The COVID-19 pandemic constitutes an act of nature that provides the governor with the basis to declare a peacetime state of emergency in Minnesota. Now, this is what has driven me absolutely crazy on Twitter, Twitter. Facebook, uh, different social media feeds by people who, for the most part, align with my political worldview. Well, we we have separation of powers, Where's the checks and balances, you know, uh, three different co you know co equal branches of government: legislative, executive, and judicial. And governor is stepping on the the legislature legislature's authority. Well, no, he's not. And again, this was made very clear at the outset. Uh, cited was a, a statute that's been in. Uh, been in place since I think literally the early 1950s, so a long time. And I'll read specifically, uh, subdivision two of stat of uh, Minnesota statute 12.31 says the governor may declare a peacetime emergency. A peacetime declaration of emergency may be declared only when an act of nature, a technological failure or a malfunction, a terrorist incident, or an industrial accident. Hazardous materials accident or civil disturbance endangers life and property and local government resources are inadequate to handle the situation. So you can you can argue the wisdom of some of these orders that he's handing down, you know, closing down businesses, you know, not allowing commerce, because then all of a sudden what happened? We went from a couple billion dollar surplus budget surplus to a substantial deficit within a few months. So, if commerce is being shut down, guess what else is not coming in—valuable tax revenue. And if people are filing unemployment claims, and there were significant unemployment claims filed in the aftermath, people aren't paying taxes as a result. So, this—I, you know, as much as I disagreed with some of the governor's rationale and the and the reasons he was citing during uh, issuing some of these orders, I understood why I went forward with it. And you know what? I think early on, a lot of people were down with this they said okay you know we under you know they were introduced to the concept remember flattening the curve where okay there's going to be an inevitable number of cases positive covid cases in the state so we want to spread them out over a longer period of time because if we if, if if a bunch of people get it all at once it's going to overwhelm the health system and of course nobody wanted that but the problem is why aren't some of these models being revisited this is this is the part that I seem that I have the biggest trouble with is a lot of these models aren't being revisited. Because at this point, we were supposed to have deaths in the five figures, you know, 10,000, 20,000 or more. And I think we're at a couple thousand, which is still a couple thousand too many. Let's not diminish any life here. I get that. But when you project that there's going to be twenty five to 30,000 deaths at this point in time, and that's with doing everything, shutting down the state, shutting down businesses, and yet there's only a couple of thousand, uh, that's indeed a relief. Again, 2,000 deaths, too many. I get all that. I don't want to sound like at all I'm diminishing these deaths, but it's not this major catastrophe where you know we're needing to rent out a building space to pile up the bodies. Okay, That hasn't happened. But my point I want to make ultimately here is there was a legislative body back in the early 1950s that passed this statute to give the governor this authority to declare a peacetime emergency and act accordingly. And obviously this has to, when he wants to extend it another 30 days, the legislature has to uh, obviously has to vote whether to continue to give him that power. And with Republicans out of power in the House and only a majority in the Senate, that wasn't going to happen. Okay? Unless you found, uh, I think the, there are 75 DFLers, so unless you fi- found nine rogue DFLers to join all 59 Republicans in the House, it wasn't going to happen. So I think this underscores the reality of the situation. The Republicans have a very scant majority right now in the Minnesota Senate. And they're in the significant minority in the Minnesota House. Now, I don't see him taking back the House. Now, I'm ripe for surprise, okay, because a lot can happen in a couple of months. You know, Steve Dace, conservative commentator, says whoever is dumbest last or whoever's dumbest last loses, okay? So that seems to be where we are. So you never know what can come up at the top of the Democrat ticket that could uh, impact down ticket races. So the reality is the only way to overturn the governor's uh, peacetime emergency powers is to win elections, pure and simple. And that's what we should be focused on. And if this is still an issue in 2022 when Governor Walls is up for election, then hammer it home. But again, this wasn't something that was on anybody's radar because there was really never a situation, at least that I can recall in my lifetime, where a governor... Uh, needed to declare a peacetime emergency and thus uh, issue executive orders within the context of it. Now, all that being said, I think it would be judicious if Governor Walls were to a, uh, kind of collaborate with these legislators. Because the problem is these one-size-fits-all mandates that you're issuing throughout the state just don't make a lot of sense. In fact, there were cities, city of Minneapolis had already issued a citywide mask mandate to wear any in any indoor space, that you have to wear a mask at all times. Well, in rural areas, outstate areas, even some second-ring suburbs, that really isn't as big an issue because population isn't as dense up there. And so, therefore, you're not going to have a whole crush of people. And, therefore, if people are given the proper information, like where I live in the city of Ramsey, they didn't have a city-wide mask mandate, but private businesses, given the volume of people that would go in and out, would indicate, look, if you're going to enter this business, you need to wear a mask. Well, we should all be okay with that. If a private enterprise desires you to do something, requires you to do something, then you know we as free market conservatives shouldn't have an issue with that. And I always equate it to going into somebody's home. If I go into somebody's home and they ask me to take off my shoes – I may think, well, it's you know kind of a silly thing. I you know these are brand new shoes, but okay, it's your house you know that, that that sort of thing. So my point is is that smaller communities, it should have been left under the purview of these businesses, and this is uh, this is the role that I feel should be served is give the people the best possible information but and, and let them make decisions accordingly. But what we've you you have to understand there's going to be a healthy skepticism. Amongst the citizenry, because when you when someone, you know, maybe forgot to put on their mask or they're able to keep proper social distancing, yet you shame someone for not wearing a mask. Well, that's really not going to incentivize them to your side, especially since, you know, you can't go visit grandma in the nursing home, but you can have a big crush of people getting together in a social justice protest where there's zero social distancing and middling mask usage. So there's mixed signals being sent there. And, oh, yeah, we got a whole host of stories coming up about that later on. Because, we, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, House Speaker Marie Antoinette. I, <coughs> I mean uh, Nancy Pelosi coming up later on. You know, And all these other instances where there's just blatant hypocrisy amongst these uh, political elites. So 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
3: Whoa. Look at all these options.
0: You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com,
1: our free app, and radio.com. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at I need more hair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to I need more and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that they their results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact I dot com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at I Need More
5: Parents, are you having anxiety over the indecision with fall schooling? Wondering if it's going to be online only? Oh no. Or partial online and in school crazy schedules? How can parents possibly plan for any of this? I'll tell you how. If you have a preschooler through third grader, you really need to look into Egan Montessori Academy. We have three locations and have successfully remained 100% open for childcare and school throughout these uncertain times. Egan Montessori prides itself in offering award winning childcare and a safe, sanitized school environment, offering proven, accredited programs that are sure to enhance your child's learning capabilities and teach them to enjoy the learning process. This sets them up for future success in school. The Montessori process works with the individual student in making sure each child is maximizing their potential. Fall is almost here, so for your free, no-obligation tour, go to emasouth.com. That's emasouth.com. Bringing peace of mind to parents and the love of learning to children.
0: Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. There's no better feeling than grilling out, and there's no better place than Ace to get the best grill for you and your family. We have the hottest grills from top brands like Big Green Egg, Traeger, and Weber. And since our stores are locally owned and we're committed to helping our neighbors, we'll also assemble and deliver your grill for free. Around the block, what you need in stock with people who know their grills. Offer valid for Ace Rewards members through September 7th on grills and accessories 399 dollars and up. See
4: participating stores for scheduling or exclusions.
0: AM-1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app.
2: Welcome back. AM-1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. I do want to get to a caller real quick before we move on to the uh, next order of business. Uh, Matt is calling us from Maplewood. Hey, Matt, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi,
0: thanks for taking my call. I actually just wanted to point out that I think this points out a big vulnerability in these uh, executive order laws uh, throughout the country, not just Minnesota, that, they need to change it so that with one major, well, with a minor change, but it's a major impact. Would that be that instead of having these where they're on autopilot until the legislature chooses to rescind the executive orders, I think it needs to be the other way around. So they need to act in the affirmative. And with that simple change, I think it would certainly go a long way towards restoring a balance between its executive authority, in you know, true emergency and, um, you know, this, this situation here. With uh, waltz, where it's just continuing over and over and over. Long passwords, too.
2: Yeah, appreciate the call, Matt. Thanks so much. And uh, yeah, like I said, he's uh, you know he he's come forward with the rationale. And a friend of mine and I were talking about this that he's already kind of uh, setting up for uh, uh, after Labor Day weekend, kind of warning uh, Minnesotans. You know, Labor Day. I know we all want to get together and be together, but we still got to keep the distancing in pl- distancing and distancing in place. And all that sort of thing, and it's almost like he's setting up to maybe uh, turn back the dials on a little bit on his uh, little uh, diagram to where how open the state is. But, you know, I I think, like I said, we need to revisit the models, if nothing else, in this particular instance, because uh, deaths, the number of deaths each day has been in the single digits. Most each, I, I mean, with the exception of a couple of days, I think for almost two straight months. And again, just one death. Is heartbreaking to think about because it, it you know it didn't have didn't have to happen this way, but I think that a lot of the cases have leveled off. Certainly, the hospitalizations and ICU usage haven't dramatically increased day over day. They've, there's been slight increases and then there's been slight decreases. But uh, great point, Matt. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Uh, I want to do move on to another topic real quick uh, before we go to our. A heartbreak. This uh, particular segment. Um, is anyone any, anyone tracked down Umbrella Man yet? Remember that. Remember him. He was the guy who was dressed in all black, carrying an umbrella, and then he smashed out the windows of the zone the Wednesday after George Floyd was killed, and that was and that was bl- that was the reason authorities say that riots were incited because of Umbrella Man. And, and I remember reading the Star Tribune story after. Umbrella Man was allegedly identified, but his name was not released to the public because he wasn't charged with anything. And the only and I remember reading that story and it's like they're determining that Umbrella Man was a white supremacist based on an email tip. That's it. That's all they had. There was no forensic evidence. Obviously, there's no facial recognition technology that would have been effective because, well, he was wearing a black mask in all black clothing, and carrying a black umbrella. And I I bring all this up because there was a Star Tribune story that came out this past week that say questions remain about attacks reportedly by white supremacists during the George Floyd riots. And I'll uh, read this. uh, I just lost my spot here. Well, apparently, there has yet, of all of the people that have been arrested, None have been identified as being white supremacists. And I'll read just an excerpt from this real quick. Uh, Local authorities have opened investigations into several, several racially motivated incidents, like the case of the Umbrella Man, who police believe has ties to the Hells Angels and Aryan Cowboy Brotherhood motorcycle gangs, and was seeking to incite racial tension when he was recorded smashing out the windows of an auto parts store, and that later went up in flames the case could wind up in federal jurisdiction yeah but you know what has to happen first you got to charge him with something who is the guy again you're you there's no there's no physical evidence that has been that has been brought forth as far as i know now again to be fair they probably wouldn't be announcing it if there was but goodness sakes that story came out about a month or so ago that umbrella man was a white supremacist And still no charges. Anyways, I'll continue with this Star Tribune story. Minneapolis Police Department spokesman John Elder said no statistics on race-related offenses were kept, but investigators had sorted through reported crimes and incidents after Floyd's death looking for patterns or trends. There were no such patterns, Elder said, while adding that some cases remain open and under investigation. Of the dozens of people charged so far with crimes related to the riots, none have been publicly linked to white nationalist groups. The, far, the threat posed by far-right, neo-Nazi, and white nationalist groups has captured headlines of late in light of protests that turned deadly in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after the police shooting of Jacob Blake and in Portland, Oregon, where protests have been ongoing since Floyd's death. Minneapolis Police Chief uh, Madera Arnando said his department received information from federal law enforcement partners suggesting that the post-Floyd unrest might draw groups with the sole purpose of harming and committing violence on African-Americans. We had certainly heard that there may be extremist groups up here to cause harm to our African-American community, Arredondo said in a recent interview. Similar reports, he said, surfaced during protests in 2015 of another black man killed in police custody, Jamar Clark, at which Alan Scarcella, deemed a white supremacist by prosecutors, shot and wounded five protesters. He is serving a 15-year prison sentence for first-degree assault. You know, this This is just a pattern that comes out every single time there's a mass tragedy, mass shooting, or a lot of civil unrest. Because other than the fires in the background, protests are mostly peaceful. Do you ever see that, that CNN cry on that? Where the reporter was there, you know, fiery protests, mostly peaceful. I mean, the, the parodies just write themselves. Who needs the Babylon Bee or the Onion anymore when that crap keeps coming up? But whenever there is a mass tragedy, mass unrest, violence, what have you, the first place they go is white supremacists, particularly in mass shootings, because it's because it's only a bunch of white guys that engage in these spree killings, and then when it's determined that. It's not a white nationalist, you know, maybe just some white guy with uh, mental illness or some white guy with an axe to grind in a particular uh, area where there's a lot of people, whatever. But it's never been a white supremacist. And the problem is, it, that's, the first, that's the first speculation that always comes forth, that's broached. Well, I, you know, we, we think it's a good possibility being white supremacy. You know, it, it, it's like I said, It's it's kind of like, like Sasquatch. You you you, you keep bringing it up as as if it exists, but we never see it. You know, and and they refer to this case from five years ago, Alan Scarcella. Okay, this one individual. You know, kind of like when there's graffiti that takes place uh, in, in a, a black church or a, or a mosque in North Minneapolis. Immediately, the suspicion goes to to white supremacist. Well a friend of the broadcast, Reverend Tim Christopher, you know, black man who's a minister up at Brian Missionary Baptist Church in North Minneapolis. Right, you know, right away he calls, he calls BS on it. He says, nah, ain't no white guy that could get in and out of this black neighborhood and that quickly after spraying graffiti on a mosque. Wouldn't happen. Okay. So there's some reality checks, much needed reality checks to come to this. But, uh, how I seriously how long has it been I think it's been I, I think it's been over a month since the since umbrella man was allegedly identified by an email tip and still no charges have come down now I get it an email an email tip you' you can't make an arrest based on that I get all that well then why are you even reporting it That's another question I had why are you reporting it, reporting it it's almost as if that they're trying to quell the unrest, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we finally got them. We finally got that white supremacist. I had plenty of progressives in my timeline saying, oh, you people who denied that, who were, who were just throwing up your hands, saying, how could these people destroy their own neighborhoods? Well, it's time to take the blinders off. There it is. There's your arrest. It was, it was outside agitators. But it wasn't 80% outside agitators like the governor initially said. And about a day or two later, he even walked that back saying he got a little ahead of his skis on that one. Remember that? But again, uh, this, we're supposed to say that, yeah, there it is, white supremacists. And again, if it is a white supremacist, they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Okay. I'm not going to defend that movement. Can't defend that movement. It's it's despicable. Want Want nothing to do with it. Okay. But my issue is is that seems to be the go-to, you know, because you call it a far-right neo-Nazi faction when you use that as an excuse to ignore those who are sympathetic to leftist causes, particularly Antifa. And by the way, I'm getting a little tired of that whole rationale. Well, Antifa, they're anti-fascists. Why wouldn't you be for a group like that? You know, and you even, even get some simpletons that compare them to those who stormed the beaches at Normandy you know that 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 kind of garbage well uh like i say uh antifa is against fascism the way the same way that uh, the democratic people's republic of korea is democratic aka north korea yeah it's, it's it's a complete misnomer so uh this is a story again we'll we'll keep an eye on uh, i kudos to the star tribune you know reporting on it saying well yeah we suspect it was an umbrella man as a white nationalist but thus far the arrests have made None of them are linked to these, uh, they like to call them far-right groups, okay? So uh, this is something that we're definitely going to keep an eye upon. And like I said, the Star Tribune was at least willing to, to bring it forward, but it seems to contradict a lot of what has been said early on. But this is why you never cast aspersions. You never jump to conclusions within, you know, as our friend and colleague Mitch Burke says in the first 48 to 72 hours, because it's all just noise at that point. So 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Get us away way in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carls and the closer are coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
0: George Floyd's death sparked national outrage and propelled the country to confront issues of race and justice like few times before in our history. But between partisan politics and protests, the question remains, are we tackling the issue of race in America honestly? Tough questions like this are here to stay and demand fair and truthful responses if we want to move toward a better collective future. That's why we're bringing national media host Larry Elder together with author and commentator Candace Owens for a -a one-of-a-kind virtual event called Unbiased, Unvarnished Truth Behind Race in America. Stream Unbiased live on September 17th as Larry and Candace share personal stories and present a straightforward account of the real issues of race in this country. Don't miss this important discussion in a pivotal season in our nation. For details and tickets, visit am1280thepatriot.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll-free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you regardless of your age if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies 800-439-7409 800-439-7409 800-439-7409 that's 800-439-7409
2: Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your calls, 651-289-4488. Go can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narnshow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. For any comments or questions, always we appreciate you tuning in. Uh you've obviously heard by now uh House Speaker Marie Antoinette. I mean <coughs> Doc God I why do I keep messing that up? Nancy Pelosi. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh kind of a, got kind of a sticky wicket this uh past Monday. Uh this was a uh a Fox News exclusive story. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited a San Francisco hair salon Monday afternoon for a wash and blowout, despite local ordinances keeping salons closed amid the coronavirus pandemic, Fox News has learned. In security footage obtained by Fox News and time-stamped Monday at 3.08 uh, p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, the California powerhouse is seen walking through salon in San Francisco with her wet hair and without a mask over her mouth or nose. The stylist doing her hair can be seen following her wearing a black face mask. Salon owner... Salon owner Erica Caius, in a phone interview with Fox News on Tuesday, shared details of Pelosi's visit. Caius explained she has independent stylists working for her who rent chairs in her salon. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Do I let this happen? What do I do? Caius told Fox News while noting that she can't control what her stylists do if they rent chairs from her as they're not paying at this time. Caius cast Pelosi's visit as a double standard. It was a slap in the face that she went in that she feels that she can just go and get her stuff done while no one else can go in, and I can't work, Caius told Fox News, adding that she can't believe the speaker didn't have a mask on. Now, from the footage, it appears Pelosi had some kind of covering around her neck. We're supposed to look up to this woman, right, Caius said. It is just disturbing. Well, far be it for me to ever defend nancy pelosi but i'll just say this much yeah indoors it's a it's a statute you should be wearing a mask no question about it but was just her and her hairstylist in there now what are we told about wearing masks it's not to protect us but to protect from spreading the virus to others well i and, and this is this is a point of contention for me whenever people criticize president trump and vice president pence when they're together in certain settings and not wearing masks Members of the presidential administration are tested constantly for COVID, have been tested constantly for COVID. I imagine his cabinet is, too, because these are very, obviously very high-level positions, at the highest levels positions in our federal government. Well, Nancy Pelosi is second in line for the presidency. How scary is that? But so don't you think that she's being tested regularly and therefore probably passed a recent test, came up negative, she doesn't have it, so therefore, okay, The mask is used to prevent the the spread. Now, had she said something like that, okay, it still doesn't excuse her defying the statutes while everybody else has to follow them. okay. but it would be a suitable explanation. But guess what? She didn't even do that. So what does she do? She goes with the. uh, Yeah, well, I'm not going to apologize. You know what? The salon owes me an apology for setting me up. Yeah, because a California hairdresser those those are conservative stooges, right? Uh, San Francisco hairdressers that 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 just screams Trump supporter, doesn't it? I mean, that's what she, that's how brazen she is. She's going with she was set up. Didn't Marion Barry go with that defense too when he was caught smoking crack? Some gal set him up. Uh, former Washington D.C. mayor for for those youngsters that are probably about uh, Terminator N's age. Did you know who Marion Barry was? Terminator N.
4: I did, but I'm an old soul.
2: Okay, you're not that old. Give me a break. But guys, uh, you know, around your age or younger may not. But kudos to you, Terminator, and I appreciate it. Uh, so this is a uh, this is again from Fox News story that uh, Nancy Pelosi said she was set up. Uh, Defiant House Speaker Pelosi on Wednesday claimed she was set up, in a hair salon in San Francisco owes her an apology after it was revealed the California Democrat visited the business despite local ordinances keeping salons closed amid the coronavirus pandemic. Pelosi was responding to backlash after Fox News first reported that she visited E-E salon SF in San Francisco on Monday afternoon for a wash and blowout. And, oh, by the way, um, she was going there because she was going to do a remote appearance on MSNBC. So she got her hair done, and she posted the video on her Twitter account of her giving an, an interview to MSNBC, oh, and you can imagine the replies to that tweet. Oh, great! Look at you know your hair looks your hair looks fabulous, uh, Madam Speaker. So, <laughs> you know, you bring it on yourself. Uh, salons in San Francisco had been closed since March and were only notified they could reopen on September one for outdoor hairstyling services only. Pelosi, Wednesday, responded saying she has been to the salon over the years many times. I take responsibility for trusting the word of the neighborhood salon that I have been to many times. Yeah, there it is. Under the bus, the salon goes. I mean, you're you're in the highest levels of the federal government. And you you're telling me you don't know any of these statutes? Now, again, California, this was handed down by the state. To be fair, but you're trying to tell me you don't have any clue of these mandates that have been handed down? None whatsoever? It's the salon's fault? Unbelievable. Although, I will say, when they took the appointment, I, I would be curious the stylist's rationale. Because certainly they have to know oh, what the what the mandates are and how they would allow this to happen. Now, you know, the salon doesn't escape 100% culpability. I'll, I'll grant her that. But to, to completely throw them under the bus and to play ignorance, ignorance of the law, okay, uh, sorry that you don't get a pass for that. Uh, she added, as it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Look, as I alluded to in a prior segment, there are people who choose not to wear masks or maybe are even skeptical of the effectiveness of wearing a mask, and they're constantly shamed for that oh you you boy you you have no respect for the elderly, the most vulnerable, you just want to kill grandma you know, all these deaths are in your hands, that sort of thing well look i will I don't give any credence to people who will say that the virus is a flat-out hoax or it's not serious or anything like that. I don't give any credence to to people who say that. But I will say that I understand why there is a skepticism. Not a denial, I don't excuse denial, but skepticism. Because you have high-level government officials like the mayor of New York City and other public health, quote-unquote, experts who sanction protests in the name of racial equality and social justice. No one's denying those aren't important either. No one's denying that racial injustice and racial equality, no one's denying that those are uh, uh, important issues. They are. But when you sanction these crush of protests where people are shoulder to shoulder, no social distancing of any kind, Middling mask usage, and that's another thing. Some people say, like, "Well, you know, yeah, there, there, there's no social distancing, but at least some of them are wearing masks." Well, masks are a mitigating factor. They aren't 100. They, they they don't 100 prevent you from spreading it. So if you're that close together, well, I don't even know if it's a mitigating factor having a mask on. But social distancing is the key. All the epidemiologists will tell you that, that that's the most important aspect. And there's no social distancing of any kind. And yet these high-level officials like Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City and a lot of these public health experts go ahead and sanction these. And I I bring them up all the time, white robes for black lives or white coats for black lives. You know, all these public health officials standing in solidarity with Black Lives Matter saying, well, yeah, okay, we, you know, social distancing isn't happening. We get it, but... Racism and systemic racism, that's a public health crisis. So this will take precedence. So the virus magically stays away from people crushing together in the name of social justice? Is that what we're supposed to believe? You see how there's a disconnect there? You see how there's a healthy skepticism going on? Because people are being told that they can't visit their loved ones in the hospital. They can't visit their elderly relatives in a long-term care facility. They can't hold funeral services for their loved one. But yet we see a high-level public official like John Lewis being buried down in Atlanta in a church indoors where there's no social distancing. There's well more than 250 people, and not all of them are wearing masks, and most of them are Washington elites. And guess what? They're exempt from the quarantine from Washington, D.C. Because Washington, D.C. says people traveling from these states, they have to be under quarantine once they come to our city for at least 14 days. And one of those states was Georgia, the site of John Lewis's funeral. But the elected officials that went to that, well, they were exempt from that quarantine. So can you understand why there's a healthy skepticism here? Can you understand why there's hypocrisy being called out? I mean, I, I can go on down the list. There's a bunch of them. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She was another one. She got a she went and visited a stylist during quarantine at, while telling Chicagoans, well, getting your roots done is not essential. You know, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam mingling with crowds without a mask on Virginia Beach shortly before announcing a mask rule with criminal penalties. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy breaking down his own breaking his own executive order, barring large gatherings. Illinois Governor J.P. Pritzker's family taking trips to Florida and Wisconsin while the state had stay-at-home orders and bans on non-essential travel in place. Michigan Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer's husband pulled the old, don't you know who I am, trying to get a marina to give him special dispensation. New Mexico Governor Lon Grisham asking a jewelry store employee to reopen a closed store to have some jewelry delivered. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio visited a gym while the rest of the city was shut down and also had officials weld shut gates to a Jewish playground and singling out the Jewish community for wanting to bury a renowned rabbi while saying it's okay on the other side of his mouth to have these crush of Black Lives Matter protesters together while not wearing a mask. So don't ever ask again why there's skepticism going on amid this pandemic. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app.
4: Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, The World After Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and Eric Metaxas. Watch Trump 2024, the world after Trump, on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com, Trump 2024. Stream it today at SalemNow.com.
6: Relief factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took relief factor for two months. Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com.
5: I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. did my research on high rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in the Santa Fe and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with.
4: Through September 8th, get 0% financing for up to 72 months plus no payments for 90 days on Tucson and Santa Fe. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. Stop into Invergrove Hyundai or shop online at InvergroveHyundai.com. You listen every day. I
1: never miss it.
4: So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like
0: AM1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more.
2: Welcome back. And 12 a to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment this hour with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. So uh, continuing our theme of more uh, nonsense surrounding the COVID issue. Again, COVID itself is not nonsense. I want to emphasize that. But just some of the reactions to it. And uh, it just – everybody is just so hypersensitive. Uh, did you hear about uh, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins? Apparently he was on a podcast – with NFL media guy Kyle Brandt, and this is from an ESPN.com story, by the way. Uh, Brandt asked Cousins to rate his level of concern over contracting the coronavirus on a 1 to 10 scale, with 1 being the person who says masks are stupid, you're all a bunch of lemmings, and 10 is I'm not leaving my master bathroom for the next 10 years. Cousins replied, I'm not going to call anyone, anybody stupid for the trouble it would get me in, but I'm at, I'm about a point zero 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 one. When asked to elaborate on that answer, Cousins said, I want to respect what other people's concerns are. For me personally, just talking, no one else uh, can get the virus. What is your concern if you could get it? I would say I'm going to go about my daily life. If I get it, I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to let nature do its course. Survival of the fittest kind of approach. And just say, if it knocks me out, it knocks me out. I'm going to be okay. You know, even if I die, I die. Kind of going with the Yvonne Drago bit from Rocky IV. If he dies, well, he dies. Uh, I kind of have a piece about that. Ask whether he would take back his if I die, I die comment with how many people have perished worldwide from the virus, including nearly 185,000. In the United States, as of Wednesday afternoon, Cousins did not change his stance but provided further clarity on what he meant. I think it was just the heart behind, uh, behind it was saying that I have peace, that if it were, were to happen, was all I was wanting to say. The quarterback later added, I have peace. I don't believe that I control the outcome of my life. There's many things out of my control, but obviously my faith is at the foundation of my life. I trust the Lord to handle things. If something happens, I trust him to have a plan and a purpose and to use even a pain, a setback, adversity, to use that to help grow me and teach me more about him. So that I I didn't even have to read the context of the comments to know exactly what Kirk Cousins meant when he said, if I die, death, I die. Because I followed Kirk Cousins very closely since he's been a quarterback of my favorite football team, the Vikings. And I know he's a very staunch Christian, man of faith. And his thing is that we don't understand why God does things he does or why things happen when we live for him, but we're going to trust and have faith that he sees the end from the beginning and he knows better than us why things happen. And that's why he said, you know, and when he says, if I die, I die, he feels at peace with where he'll go. If he does lead this earth, because as a Christian, Kirk Cousins knows we're here for just a whiff of time compared to time in eternity. I am not don't mean to uh, uh, entr- entr- encroach on AM 980, the believers uh, type of content here, but I, I knew where he was coming from when I saw those comments because it was trending on Twitter. And, but here's the thing that that really it was so nonsensical. And what I didn't what I didn't read in this particular story is Cousins wears a mask. Whenever he's out in public, whenever he's among other people, he wears a mask. He's just saying, I don't think it's that necessary. I think it's kind of silly, but I wear one anyways. And people just went, some people went crazy on Twitter. Oh, my God, how irresponsible is that? Someone in his position, you know, should be, should be more judicious and more responsible with their words. What position? He's a quarterback of an NFL team. He's not an epidemiologist. He's not some medical expert. So why should we care what he, th- what he says about it? He's an NFL quarterback. If you're dumb enough to take your medical advice and guidance from an NFL quarterback, I better be careful what I say here. Uh, I may invoke Darwin a time or two. You get, you get what you get. But no one's that dumb. At least I hope. Again, I may be showing a little too much optimism with it from that standpoint. But Jim Suhad, Star Tribune columnist. Basic, you know, ridiculed cousins' comments, and uh, and that was fun because Suhan is is w- one of the biggest thumbsuckers on Twitter. You know, he's 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 willing to dole out all of this uh, all this criticism and this these harsh words for athletes and whomever else. And then when people hit back at him, he blocks them on Twitter. You know, even people who are aligned with him politically. And Suhan's more of a leftist. I I remember listening to him on uh, back in the old. Uh, 1500 ESPN when he did Sunday Sports Talk. He he hasn't been there since uh 2014 doing Sunday Sports Talk. But I used to listen to him regularly. I thought he had great insights on sports and I he also he would occasionally throw out some lefty comments and whatever. I don't care. You know, I, if if I enjoy his insights on sports, I could care less what he I couldn't care less what he thinks about politics. But the the reaction to that. Well, 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 we you know, we we there's so much misinformation about COVID, you know, we need to be careful of the things he says. Well, again, he's an NFL quarterback, not an epidemiologist. That should be pretty easy to refute, okay? So, again, my question my question is, would you rather have someone saying the wrong things but doing the right things than the exact opposite, which we talked about last segment, where we get all these leftists that, like, you know, Governor Pritzker in Illinois banned all nonessential travel, but yet he takes his family to Florida and Wisconsin? So he's saying he, this is the right thing to do, but does something completely different, you know. And again, this is I'm supposed to be outraged over what a quarterback says about the virus, but yet just shrug when these public health experts and Mayor De Blasio say, "Well, you know, social social justice protests, you know, protests in the name of Black Lives Matter, ah, yeah, that's perfectly okay. It's on the up and up because." Systemic racism is a public health crisis, almost implying that the virus magically stays away from these big crowds when they're protesting for the right cause. Okay, so uh, I'm sorry, Kirk Cousins is not to blame for the misinformation about the, about the COVID-19 pandemic. He's not even exacerbating it in my mind because, again, he's an NFL quarterback. Okay, I mean, when, when did we when did we lose the ability? to employ critical thinking. I mean, we're all just a bunch of reactionaries. We take little clips, 140, well, now Twitter's 280 characters, and just run with them and take it out of context or clip up video uh, video footage to deliberately put out of context to, to kind of own the other side. Absolutely nauseating. So, uh, again, uh, this, uh, I'm assuming it will all blew over within a few days, but Kirk Cousins, he's wearing a mask everywhere he goes. He's doing the right things and he's w- all as well with his soul because he is a Christian, and that's what he meant by if I die, I die. It's not desirous. He's got a wife and two little kids, but I knew right where he was coming from. Folks, hour number one in the books, hour number two coming back in mirror moments. Yeah, it's an NFC North preview coming up in Mirror moments, AM 12, 8 of The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network, back in a few.
0: One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey time you don't have to go home but you
3: can stay
0: here i'm nick anderson general manager of am1280 the patriot and for years this great station has been fighting to keep the twin cities right as we head into 2020 i would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live,
1: work and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now here's a word from our friend Dennis Prager. I I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is Just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on this station,
0: you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right.
1: Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. This radio station has been telling you about the importance of November's election for months. The outcome could vastly change our country's future. If you believe in all of your First Amendment freedoms and you want your family to pursue the American dream, your values are on the line. Make sure that you're registered and make your plans ahead to vote, whether at your polling place or by absentee. This election is critical. We're at a crossroads. Make sure you vote.
3: Standard Heating and Air Conditioning's Fall Triple Savings Sale is back by popular demand. Offering savings of up to $2,420 on the purchase of a new furnace and air conditioner during September. You won't want to miss out on this fall deal. Start preparing for furnace season now and take advantage of some of the biggest savings of the year. That's savings in manufacturer rebates, utility rebates, and September promotions. Plus, a new high-efficiency furnace and air conditioner can save you even more on utility bills all year long. As a fourth-generation, family-owned and operated business, Standard Heating wants you to know they are continuing to operate with safety as their first priority with no-contact protocols, plus offering free shipping direct to your Minnesota home for all air filters. You can find updates and more about getting your $2,400 in savings on a new furnace and AC at standardheating.com patriot. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve since 1930. So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's Word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com.
0: AM 1280 the pay-